Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Tonight in my talking points, Chris Wallace, two days after the debate, goes on Fox News Channel and quite literally dumps the entire debacle squarely in the lap of President Trump. This proves beyond a reasonable doubt that Fox News Channel has gone liberal. Because why would anyone be stupid enough to blame the president for his own mistakes? Well, it happened. And I've got the uh, interview, if you want to call it that, that uh, Bill Hemmer did with him this afternoon on Fox News Channel. 
uh, with Chris Wallace, that is. So I'll play that for you a little bit later on. But I think it's important to note that, unfortunately, it doesn't end there. It really does not end there. I think it was uh, my loyal listener for 11 years, Gunslinger, who made the point of saying uh, that we're going to have stuff to talk about for days. And this was the night of the debate. And uh, I certainly cannot, (laughs) I mean this, I certainly cannot blame him for putting it that way because he was right. He was spot on. And my hat's off to Gunslinger for uh, seeing that. (laughs) I saw it too, but I just didn't want to say it at first. (laughs) I figured I'd let somebody else say it. (laughs) Because this way it's safer. Much safer for the neighborhood. (laughs) My cheesy, uh, my cheesy imitation of Mr. Rogers, of course. Um, Chris Wallace is a liberal idiot. I mean, he's a fucking bonehead. All right. And Fox News Channel, you've gone the way of the liberal. I'm sorry. You may pretend to be a conservative base or whatever the case may be, but you've gone liberal. You've gone over the edge. And I'm sorry to say it, but some people need to see that. They need to understand that. They need to know that. Now, you probably wonder why I go to uh, One American News to get a lot of uh, stories to bring up for discussion. It is for this reason that I have gone and shied away from Fox News Channel of late. And I'm sorry, but it is also becoming increasingly intolerable to, you know, watch a network that actually censors people from mentioning the name that shall not be mentioned, George Soros. And I'm sorry, if you cannot talk about George Soros, then there's a problem, okay? Chris Wallace, um, he didn't bake a beautiful cake. He burned it by accusing the president of being the most disruptive. Well, maybe he was, but... In a debate, isn't that what happens? You can't have it sit there and become all cerebral. And that's just what most people wanted. They wanted something cerebral so that Biden had the ability to attack, 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 and attack. And President Trump not being allowed to really defend himself was pathetic. Now, One of the things that was brought up in this uh, debate that Chris Wallace put out there had to do with denouncing white supremacy. Now, it is important to note that on multiple occasions over the last few years, President Trump has denounced hate groups, white supremacists, neo-Nazis, the KKK, David Duke, to name a few things. And for the mainstream media to just ignore that or just blatantly not bother telling the truth when it comes to this, this is what causes a lot of problems within the Democratic Party. Not that I give two shits one way or the other, but let's face the reality. They're sitting there on a ticking time bomb, and it's going to go off. And when it does, it's going to be on the announcement that President Donald Trump won the election. And you know damn well the Democrats are doing everything they can to steal this election. That's right. I'm accusing the Democratic National Committee, the Democratic Party in general, of attempting to steal the presidential election this year. And if they don't like that, tough titty said to kitty when the milk's hard chewing. I know that's probably something for 20-somethings out there 
a little over your head, but that's an old saying. From an old guy like me. So look, folks, it's, it's really simple. Um, between the mainstream media, Chris Wallace especially, and, uh, well, let's face it, the lack of common sense on anyone's part to see that this is what is happening. They're trying to call him a white supremacist, a neo-Nazi, a skinhead, this, that, it, you know, whatever they can think of. They're trying to say he hasn't denounced white supremacy, and he has, as I said, multiple times. I've even got a clip 20 times, 20 times President Trump denounced white supremacists, the, the KKK, David Duke, and hate groups as a whole. So, wow, how could the mainstream media completely not see that? He did it with George Stephanopoulos on ABC. He said it on CNN. It was multiple times you know, out there. Like, come on. Is the mainstream media that hateful of President Trump that they're willing to lie or cover up the truth? Yeah, they are. And they get their marching orders, as I've often said, from the Democratic Party as a whole. I'll have, I've got that clip ready to play as well. So trust me, I'm going to give you folks some post-debate stuff that is going to blow your mind. Oh, yes. That is what we do here at Firefox News Online. We blow your mind every time with the facts, the truth, the bottom line deal. We will sit there and we will tell it like it is. We will tell the truth and shame the devil. And if nobody likes it, they can kiss my Royal American Red Rosie Cherokee Indian fat ass. But that's what we do. And we're going to keep doing it. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. I want to uh, <laughs> I want to get my uh, my Camp Smith hat because for some reason my forehead on one side is like disappearing and shiny and shit like that and it don't look right and I figure what the hell I'll wear my Camp Smith hat because I can <sighs> and just. Just as the talking points was ending, I had to run for the, I had to go, whew, slightly winded, folks. I had to run for the studio because I was on the other side of the damn building. Me, what's up, Docs? Welcome to yet another edition of Firefox News Online. Ugh. If you've never had to scramble at the last second to do a broadcast like this, man, I'm telling you right now, you don't know what you're missing. <sighs> Trust me. <laughs> anyway, just a little out of breath. Not much, though. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's, the talking points is saying, hashtag FFNOP. Run! You know, it's kind of like that. I should be. I heard the. I heard in the back of my head the sound bite from Forrest Gump. 
Run, and paraphrasing, of course, run, George, run. No shit, but I got a neighbor underneath me. I don't want to stampede the floor. <laughs> it's Hey, listen, it's Thursday. It's my last night of the week. I get to relax the weekend. Ah, leave it to the weekend. Nothing like it. And, of course, tuned in... The name that cannot chat in the chat room. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying I don't mind. You know, I'll tell you right now. Uh, the guy I used to refer to as the crazy Cajun is uh, is listening to the broadcast. Mike, behave yourself. You can't chat in the chat room, unfortunately, because I warned you. I you know I told you what happened. You know what the deal is. And that's all there is to it. Um, but. I don't. I, I'm not going to sit here and say don't come to the broadcast and tune in. You might hear something that uh, you know. You might be able to latch on to and say, "Oh shit, I didn't know that." So the crazy Cajun from down there in Louisiana is a listening. I got Gunslinger a listening. I don't know if my friend Cherokee Rose is tuned in yet. I haven't seen her pop in, but. You never know. She may be watching by Periscope. So I've got a boatload of uh, audio clips that I'm going to be throwing at you tonight. And when I say a boatload, you know, this is the first day of October. And let's see, I've got... Two, three. I've got four audio clips, all tied into this, to basically the, the, to what we're, what's uh, what's going to be talked about throughout the evening. Um, at some point, uh, we're going to really get a good, a really good laugh. In fact, you know what? I'm going to start with one in about. But let me let me no. Let me first start by saying, "Hey, Gunslinger, how the hell are you?" I let you go in down here in Texas. I go in and going, going and huh? going. Go. Well, like the Energizer Bunny, I take it. Keeps going yeah, and going and going and. Oh, will you put, uh, will you stick a electrical cord up that bunny's ass and get him out of here already? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm. I'm in a really good mood today. I, 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 today has been one of my, my my best days of the week, and I don't know why. Oh, anyway. So, oh, I know. It's 54 degrees up here in my neck of the woods, but I feel like a 57 right now. Well, that's what it was at 930. Mm, 69 here. Well, let me see now. <coughs> God, I got this every night the same thing with my throat. I got a tickle in my throat. Hey, show me the open, you dirty name. It's being to 
I don't want the stupid alarm setting, you, you twit, you witless wonder. Okay. It's actually 53, and it feels like 56. So it went down a degree. Big deal. And what did you say you were sitting on? What temp? It's uh, 69 here. Ah, want to trade? <laughs> I hear crickets. That means, like, no fucking way are we trading. No thanks. You can keep your 50s. I'll keep my 60s. I knew that, I knew that would elicit a, uh, dope kind of silence. Can't say that I blame him. I mean, like we were talking about last night, Gunslinger, you, you guys down there in Texas, you know, <clears throat> you get down to a certain temperature, whereas in New York we have to wait till we get into the 30s for it to be bone chilling, or at least chilly. I remember walking out to the mailbox with no with no jacket on and a, and wearing a short sleeve shirt on a few occasions. But man, was it brutal cold when it got down to minus one, minus two. I said, fuck this, I'm going back. Let me get my coat first. And trust me, gloves, hat, sweater, coat, the works. Just to walk, um, I'd say six feet tops. And then back again. That weren't fun at all. Not for me. Mm-mm. So I got to give Kylie McEnany a lot of credit. She shoved it right in the the, the press. It shoved it right in their face. She really did. She gave, and even John Roberts of Fox News Channel, she shut him down. Played no favorites. I mean, Gunslinger, I was sitting here, I'm like, oh, fuck. And, and, And Roberts was doing the liberal media game. the same kind of bullshit that they pull. So it's, I'm sorry, they, 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 Fox News, it's proven to me you're going liberal. And I don't trust you anymore. I just can't trust you. I'm sorry. After all, from the day you started broadcasting until today, I thought I could trust you. Guess I'm wrong. So, Kaylee McEnany ripped into the ripped apart the media for for their biased coverage and interruptions. I mean, this was an ouch moment, Gunslinger. Seriously, wait till you hear this. 
I think you're going to find it very, very encouraging because to have a press secretary that, that doesn't take any shit from the media, that, that means the president knows how to pick his people proper, you know? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd have to agree, yeah. You know, you can't take no shit from these people, you know. Uh, and I'm glad she does it. Put them in their, put them in their place. I mean, when they get out of line, I mean, who, who's going else is going to do it? <laughs> well, boy, she can. I it goes off to her, no doubt. Good. I'll tell you what. Listen to the way she handled John Roberts initially. This—that's the first one she dealt with. You're gonna love it. On the debate stage, the president was asked this. He said, sure, three times. Yesterday, he was point blank, blank asked, do you uh, denounce white supremacy? And he said, I've always denounced any form of that. I can go back and read for you um, in August 2019. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. In August of 2017, racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups. I have an entire list of these quotes that I can go through with you. He has condemned white supremacy more than any president in modern history. Just to clear it up this morning, can you, naming it, make a declarative statement that you denounce, that the president denounces? I just did. Uh, The president has denounced this repeatedly. The president was asked this. You're making, you're contriving a storyline and a narrative. He said, I just did. I read you all of the quotes. And if you need to see them in writing, I will put them in an email. Paula. So, Haley, can I just... Can you right now denounce white supremacy and the group that is found? The president has denounced white supremacy, the KKK, and hate groups in all forms. He signed a resolution to that effect. Uh, The president just last week, perhaps you all weren't covering it, but just last week expressed his desire to see the KKK prosecuted as domestic terrorists. This president uh, had advocated for the death penalty for a white supremacist, the first federal execution in 17 years. His record on this is unmistakable, and it's shameful that the media refuses to cover it. Yes. Thank you. The FBI and the Department of Homeland Security say that racially motivated violent extremism is one of the deadliest threats that we face in the U.S. Does this White House agree with that assessment, and what is it doing to combat this threat? The president um, has done quite a bit to combat this threat. First of all, last week, he also, in addition to saying he wants to prosecute the KKK as domestic terrorists, he said uh, that lynching should be a national hate crime. Again, I think there's no stronger signal that you can send than advocating for the execution of a white supremacist the first time there's been a federal execution in 17 years. He's been unmistakable. different than actually doing it. He's continually condemned it, and it is really... record on this it is really is mixed. It condemned it. Is
interrupting in debates and then chooses to pursue that very same tactic themselves. This is a White House briefing. You ask a question and you give me time to answer. The president yes. did denounce them. He was asked, will you tell them to stand down? He said, sure. He went on to stand, stand, by, which he stand back. And then just yesterday when he was asked, he said specifically, stand down, um, a synonym with stand back. And the president said, sure, when asked by the moderator whether they should stand down. So again, another, it's, it's really interesting too to see that the media seems to be the only one putting the names of these groups into headlines, into media reporting. Uh, he didn't know who the Proud Boys were. The first time I heard of them was in the debate. Uh, but the media uh, continues to put these names into circulation and give them a lot of public attention. You know what is? You know what people have lost trust in the media. There was a reporter from your network yesterday, your network, and in a tweet said, "Quote: I'm asking you a question. Look, I know what you're going to bring up, but that has nothing to do with here." Here, when you lobbed your partisan attack question, so you will allow me to give an answer. The president and someone from your network said yesterday in a tweet, the president dodged a question about white supremacy. That was a tweet from a CNN reporter. The president specifically, verbatim, was asked yesterday, white supremacy, do you denounce them? To which he responded, I have always denounced any form of that. Those are the facts. And CNN, I know that truth is of no moment to your network, but those are the facts. Ouch. She gave that CNN reporter all unholy hell, and rightly so. I mean, that, man, if I, if, if, if I, if I were a fireman on the scene at the White House, I'd have to have a fire extinguisher on hand to put the flames out that that reporter is buried in. She gave CNN no quarter. What, what did you think of that of, of, of that that deal, Gun? The way she handled those reporters. Well, yeah, she did. She handled it in the proper way. Um, like I said a while ago, when these people get out of out of out of line, they need to be snapped back in the place. If they can't be snapped back in the place, then they need to be barred from the press room for two weeks. Okay, there's no need for that. I mean, you know, they're acting like little children. Oh, wait a minute. There's a lot of people in government that act like little children. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, gosh, she, she cracked the whip good. Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 it's amazing to me how she has such incredible patience that she doesn't scream at them. I, I got to give uh, Kaylee McEnany a lot of credit, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sarah Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was okay, but this woman is proven to be a real tough individual. And for John Roberts to act the way he did, John Roberts is uh, Fox News Channel's uh, White House reporter, that, that proved to me beyond a reasonable doubt that Fox News truly can no longer be trusted either. Not after this. I mean, that's that's just bullshit. The way he the way he went at her like that. But yeah, it, it, it it's no surprise. You know that that Fox News has gone the way of the liberal. Matter of fact, a little, in a little while, I'll, I'll 
play the so-called interview uh, that I mentioned in my talking points. And trust me when I say it is uh, ouch. You, you can listen. You'll, you'll hear the way uh, when you hear Chris Wallace and the way he, he justified his his actions and everything else. And I wouldn't, if I were in the president's shoes, I wouldn't, I would not grant him another interview at all. But um, get this. Uh, Trump 2020 campaign press secretary Hogan Gidley uh, says the mainstream media Biden have no right to accuse President Trump of white supremacy. And I agree with him. I do agree with him on that. Here's, here's, what, um, here's what I got on this. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, Hogan Gidley, the press secretary for the 2020 campaign of, uh, for Donald Trump, said Joe Biden's record of race relations does not look good. In an interview Wednesday... He noted Biden has no moral right to accuse President Trump of racism because the former vice president has had deep ties to actual white supremacists. Gidley added the president has repeatedly condemned all forms of political violence, both right wing and left wing, while Biden has not. However, the CNN anchor interviewing him attempted to interrupt the press secretary as he spoke. Do you have any idea, John, what an exalted cyclops of the KKK is? Because Joe Biden sure does. He spoke at a funeral for one and praised him profusely. That was a, that's a quote from, from uh, Hogan Gidley. This exchange amplified claims the mainstream media are favoring Biden while openly playing against President Trump and his re-election campaign. Now, I know I have that clip. Uh, I'm just not sure which one it is off the top of my head. But... Let me see here. Ah. Fact-checking Biden's claims during the first presidential debate. Now, I want you to listen to this one, Gun, and give me your thoughts on it. Democrat, Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden slammed President Trump over national unrest, the coronavirus, and the economy. For a fact check on his arguments, here's One America's Christina Hallitson. Cleveland, Ohio hosts the first presidential debate with Democrat nominee Joe Biden trying to discredit President Trump's policies and the president himself. 
But while his arguments made use of mainly emotional appeals with direct addresses to viewers at home, a closer look shows that many that attempted to bring in evidence were just not true. On the economy, Biden accused the president of having failed in his work to secure stronger trade agreements for the U.S., specifically highlighting the U.S.'s relationship with China. Take a look at what he's actually done. He's done very little. His trade deals are the same way. He talks about these great trade deals. You know, he talks about the art of the deal. China's made perfected the art of the steel. We have a high. That's not the clip I was looking for. I apologize, but I'll play that one in its entirety a little bit later. Um, the actual clip, I believe, is this one here. What? With the first debate in the books, the mainstream media is rushing to Joe Biden's rescue. They insist that President Trump refused to condemn white supremacists. OAN did some digging into President Trump's statements from the past, and now we want to let you see for yourself what the president really has to say on this issue. Take a look. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? Sure. Are you willing tonight? to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. Sure. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? Sure. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? Sure. He has yet once to condemn white supremacy, the neo-Nazis. He hasn't condemned the darn thing. You've got David Duke just joined, a bigot, a racist, a problem. Would you, I'm not looking would you repudiate David Duke? Sure. Uh, David Duke and robocalls are out again, the white supremacist movement supporting you. Uh, do you have any words for that? Well, I disavow. David Duke endorsed me? Okay. All right. I disavow. Okay? When we looked at it and looked at the question, I disavowed David Duke. So I've disavowed David Duke all weekend long on Facebook, on Twitter, and obviously it's never enough. So are you prepared right now to make a clear and unequivocal statement renouncing the support of all white supremacists? Of course I am. Of course I am. When Chris joined, we had a news conference, and they asked me the exact same question. I said, I disavow. I disavowed then. I disavowed today on ABC with George Stephanopoulos. I disavowed again. Uh, David Duke is a bad person who I disavowed on numerous occasions over the years. I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. Ultimately, he got to the Ku Klux Klan, which obviously I'm going to disavow. I've rejected David Duke, rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. But David Duke is saying to his supporters and followers, vote for Donald Trump. White supremacists are saying, vote. do you want those votes? No, I don't want them, and I don't want him to say it. And you don't want the supporters? No, I don't want anything. What do you think of white does? supremacists, by the way? I don't like any group of hate. David Duke announced his Senate candidacy, claiming your agenda. Are you ready before you ask the question? Newt Gingrich said every Republican should repudiate this guy I no did. matter what it takes. And I do. Rebuked. Is that okay? Rebuked. Rebuked. Done. Done. Do you want white supremacists to vote for you? No, I don't at all. Not at all. His campaign is denouncing a show of support from the KKK's official newspaper, as in the Ku Klux Klan. In the same New York Times interview, he denounced white supremacists. He denounced the neo-Nazis who support him. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK. Neo-Nazis, white supremacists. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. I spoke out forcefully against hatred, bigotry, and violence, and strongly condemned the neo-Nazis. 
the white supremacists, and the KKK. President Donald Trump signed a congressional joint resolution that condemns white supremacy, neo-Nazis, and other hate groups. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. Any group of hate, I don't like it. Any group of hate, I am, whether it's white supremacy, whether it's any other kind of supremacy, whether it's Antifa, whether it's any group of hate, I am very concerned about it, and I'll do something about it. Now, <clears throat> in the beginning of that clip, ladies and gentlemen, I need to clarify something real quick. You heard the question from Chris Wallace from the debate uh, two days ago being repeated several times. One American News did that intentionally. That was not a hiccup. That was done intentionally. Because, each, because when he asked the question, the president said, sure. Now, a total of 20 times over the, over the last few years, President Trump has denounced the KKK. He's denounced David Duke. He's denounced white supremacy and white supremacists. He even stated categorically he doesn't even want their votes. So this, this constant barrage by the mainstream media to attack President Trump ad nauseum, calling him a racist, saying that he, that he refuses to denounce white supremacists, and so forth, is outright bullshit. It's a lie. And it's a lie that, need, that needed to be exposed. And I'm glad, I am so glad that One American News Network did that. And I'm very glad to have played that for you tonight because I know that President Trump denounces it. I denounce white supremacy, white nationalism. I denounce the KKK. David Duke, the man needs to have his, his voice box uh, closed off. I mean, the man is absolutely, positively disgusting. So when it comes to hate groups, especially white supremacy and all that shit, you better believe they, get, they come around me, they better run for cover because I will kick the living fuck out of those bastards. I don't give a fuck. I will beat them senseless. Why? Because as far as I'm concerned, regardless of whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, or pink with purple polka dots, I've said this numerous times on this broadcast, and I will repeat it till my dying day. We are all members of one race, the human race. And when people accept that and believe that in their hearts, then and only then can our country thrive and, and prosper. Only then can we live in peace together. Gunslinger, you heard, you heard, the, uh, you heard that clip. What do you say, brother? Well, you know, it's it's pretty clear that Trump's not a racist and all this shit, okay? It's, he's said it many, many times. But you see who's, who's saying it, the opposition. You know, that's why they will stoop to this low to do this. You know, Biden, you know, called him a racist and all this shit. When he himself will not denounce Antifa or BLM. Okay, you so you've seen it in black, in 
color. It wasn't in black or white. It was in color on the on the tube there, where he refused to say that uh, that Antifa was a terrorist organization, a racist, and everything else. You see that. So if that doesn't prove that he's a fucking hypocrite right off the bat, okay, I don't know what will. I really don't know what will. Okay. So you know, and you know, if you say racist. Trump is a racist. I mean, he's got the majority of the black vote right now. The polls are going through the roof on the black vote. He's got the majority of the vote of the Hispanic community. Polls show him he's he's going to get all their votes, at least most of them. Okay, so he's a racist, huh? Wow, (laughs) gonna fool me. Yeah, I, I, I get I get a I, I laugh at, at how the mainstream media tries vehemently to to attack him as a as a racist like that. And in one of the um, many times that OAN, OAN did this, at one point you heard Wolf Blitzer even state that the president denounced white supremacists and the KKK and so forth. And that shocked me for Wolf Blitzer to come out and say that. It truly shocked me, considering the way that network uh, does not always tell the truth, if ever. You know, I mean, look, President Trump, even before he was president, in one of those, in one of those statements, long before he was president, he even denounced hate groups like the white supremacists and the KKK and the like. So what does that, what, what, what should that tell the mainstream media? I mean, to me, it makes sense to, that the mainstream media should be paying attention to what's out there. And obviously they're not because their agenda is the Democrat party's agenda. Destroy the president at any cost. Destroy Donald Trump by any means necessary. And that is why, you know, these left-leaning liberal shitbag networks need to shut the fuck up. They're not acting like news organizations. They're acting like propaganda tools for the left. And it shows. It really shows. Now... One of the other items that I have here, uh, President Trump signed a, con- signed a continuing resolution to avoid a government shutdown. Uh, the federal government has avoided another shutdown after President Trump signed a continuing resolution to keep things running. He recently signed House Resolution 8337, which is a bill making continuing appropriations for fiscal year 2021. After passing through the House last week and Senate late Wednesday, the bill will allow the government to maintain current spending levels through December 1st with with a few additions. Specific direction was given to ensure certain areas would not fear a funding shortage. In the division title, Department of Veterans Affairs Expiring Authorities Act of 2020, the United States Code was amended to promise care for the more than 20 million veterans living in the U.S. 
The bill extended federal requirements, including providing nursing home options for veterans with disabilities, child care and counseling programs for female veterans recently separated from the service. As the economy continues to pave a path of recovery, the act allocated an additional $84 million to the Small Business Administration for their business loans program. While the signage of the continuing resolution, which came just before the deadline, was celebrated on Capitol Hill, it represents only a temporary fix. Moving forward, lawmakers have until December 12th to pass a budget or stare down the threat of a shutdown again. Gunslinger, we have we were in uh, a very bad situation where we had continuing resolutions passed time and time and time again uh, when Obama held the presidency hostage for eight years, and yet they tried to tout a booming economy and so forth. How can you have a booming economy if, if, if the government has to pass CR after CR after CR in order to keep the government running, in order to keep certain programs from going up in smoke? Is it just me, or is there, is there, is there a reason that uh, Democrats can't seem to get their heads out of their asses long enough to work with the other side of the aisle and say, okay, look, we know we need, we know we need to do this, 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 and this, and we need to pass the budget in order to make sure that these things keep going so that all the programs that require funding are funded, so that all of the all of the government employees, you know, people working in veterans hospitals, nursing homes for veterans and so forth keep, you know, keep have their have the money they need, all of this. But it seems like they drag their feet constantly. And I do mean constantly. Uh, especially since Donald Trump became the president of the United States. So his signing this uh, continuing resolution will help to keep things running, but if the Congress doesn't get off its fat fucking ass, December 12th could prove to be a big problem all the way across the board. And we know that from a previous government shutdown, Social Security still went out. People still got their, their, their Social Security income, uh, disability benefits, and so forth. That did not change. The Medicare and Medicaid systems were still funded. That did not change. So we were very fortunate in that respect. And with the continuing resolutions, things kept running. Problem? I, I, lost, I actually lost count as to how many continuing resolutions Barack Obama signed while he was holding the presidency hostage. But I'll tell you something right now. The Congress had better do its job because the American people will get fed up with this bullshit real fast. Go ahead. You know, it's like this. You just you just said it multiple times. Democrats, okay? They don't give a fuck about the American people. 
if they did, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing, would they? Okay? No, they wouldn't. They're acting like the uh, rabbit and the carrot. Okay? You keep dangling a carrot in front of a rabbit, and the rabbit's going to chase that carrot regardless. The, the rabbit being the American people. And this is what they're doing. They're, it's a tease game. Okay? They, I don't know what, well, one, in my opinion, they're fucking crazy. Okay? to even do that to the American people, but look at what they've tried to do to President Trump. Everything in the book. <laughs> he still comes out on top. You know, geez. I think uh, if I was a Democrat, I would have gave up a long time ago because their tactics are not working. Okay, It's doing the opposite. The more they pull their bullshit, the more empowered Trump becomes. Because the more the people can see... Look at what the goddamn shit they're doing to this man, okay? And what he's done, what he's now been nominated for the third Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, gee whiz, I think that's a little bit more than the bummer did, and he didn't do shit for it. At least President Trump did something for it, okay? So, but Thank the Democrats are now going to see that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the Democrats can't see that. I, because they're... <laughs> crazy. They're, you know, they need to get their asses in gear. They need to get their heads out of their asses for one thing, because it's choking them off. Yeah, I, I, you know, and it's not just the Democrats, unfortunately. There are, there, there are some in the Republican Party that have a hard time, you know, remembering that, you know, they're there to do the, the work for the American people not for their own personal agendas and shit. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm sorry to say this, it's, it's a reality. That's the reality of it. But what I find extremely fascinating is the fact that here you have, <clears throat> excuse me, here you have an opportunity, both sides of the aisle, an opportunity to pass a proper budget and they still haven't, they still can't get their heads out of their ass long enough to work that out. Hell, they can't even work out the stimulus package that, they, that, they're, that they're supposed to pass. That's still dragging its heels because the Democrats under Pelosi in the Congress are constantly blaming Trump. And it's not his fault. It's theirs. And it's really a sickening situation, Gun. I... I I don't know how much longer people are going to put up with Democrat lies and hearsays and innuendos that go nowhere. How long they're going to put up with the stall tactics of the of the Democrats? They accuse uh, Mitch McConnell of stalling the Heroes Act. Well, there's a reason for that. He he and his fellow Republicans in the Senate probably looked at that damn thing and saw that there was more pork in it than need be. This is about helping the American people, not helping themselves and their, uh, their, their, their lobbyists and their special interest groups. And passing a proper budget for the, is the same thing. You pass a proper budget to help the American people to do the, so that the government can do the work of the American people and not sit there and, and act like a bunch of crybabies because you can't get money for certain 
pet projects or certain interest groups or whatever. You know what I'm saying, Gun? It's just ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous, okay? Everything they do is ridiculous, okay? Uh, they they just lollygag around, you know. Piglosi has her 14 martini breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They just they don't care, okay? They just don't fucking care, okay? Because if they did, they would not do what they're doing. They would work with the... You know, Republicans and Trump and everything, and try to do what government is supposed to do, and that is to help the people and protect the the nation, the country, and all that shit. Okay, but no, these people are dragging their feet. They're doing just the opposite, trying to tear things down that Trump has accomplished. Uh, that is, that's got to be one of the most stupid things, moves I have ever seen in my life. I mean. How can anybody do that? I mean, it's just knowing that what you're doing is undermining the country. You're not doing any good, okay? But you're undermining it. You know, and it's, and they just, oh, well, you know, well, yay me, fuck you. You know, fuck you, the American people. But they're still in there. That's what just irks the shit out of me, is these idiots are still in there. Fucking amazing. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean,. Gunslinger, how many times uh, have we talked, or, and many of us, many of the people that come to this broadcast over the years, have talked about how, you know, there a lot of these career politicians need to need to go. How many times have we heard people on this broadcast say how they need to pass term limits? And yes, I agree. They need there need to be term limits for the Senate and the Congress. The problem is. They're not going to vote for it because they like their nice, cushy jobs, you know, because they want that nice, comfortable congressional or Senate retirement money, you know. And it's all about, of course, power. They love being in a position of power. They know that that if they that if they're able to maintain control of the Congress, get control of the Senate, and if by some twisted sense of set of fate, through their lies and and other criminal tactics, including and not limited to voter fraud, steal the White House and get control of it, where it's a trifecta for the Dems. I'm sorry. The American people are fucked. With no pleasure and no Vaseline. Sorry to be so graphic, folks. But that's the that's 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 being honest. That's being brutally blunt fucking honest. Okay? We the people are supposed to be the ones that make they should we the people should make the decision on term limits. It should be put to the people to vote for. It should be put to us to decide, but it won't be. They won't let that happen. Neither side will, because you've got career politicians, not just in the Democratic Party, but in the Republican Party too. And I think it's time that career politicians, you know, 
step aside and let the and let a younger generation with more brain matter than than they have step up to the plate and and try and work work this country the way the American people want it and not the way their party wants it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, until that um until that uh happens, I don't think that you're gonna do anything, you know? That's that's ridiculous. I've never seen anything you know <laughs> it just it gets just more crazier and more crazier and more crazier and more crazier. I don't know where it's gonna end. It's just it's 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 fucking amazing that these people will keep doing this over and over and over and over like a fucking merry go round or a broken record going around and around and around and around. Okay? Where's it going to end at? Of course, it's, I don't think it is. As long as you have these liberal fucking fucked-in-the-head Democrats, okay, that's trying to push their screwball agenda, and you know damn well it ain't going to work, okay? Look at what, look at what Sleepy Joe wants to do. Uh, 99% of what he says is a fucking joke, besides being a joke on himself anyway. I mean, it, it's right over. They're going to raise your taxes. They're going to try to take your guns. You know, Camel told, well, she loves to take guns. And you want these kind of people in government? Man, you got to be fucked in the head yourself. You know, save people time and go jump off a cliff somewhere because that kind of thinking doesn't doesn't hold shit, you know, in today's society. Go ahead. No, and, and what really gets me is, you know, the American people have been lied to so much, not just by the politicians, but by the mainstream media. Between the two, the American people just don't know which way to turn, what to say, what to do, because they're not sure how to, how to react to it all. Okay? It, I, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but... I just got an email here. It says Trump on lockdown. Trump said he's quarantined as he and Melina await their their COVID nineteen test after an aide Hope Hicks test positive. What's with this? You heard that one? Uh, this is news to me. News to me too. <laughs> I think it's in Fox, it's in Fox News Channel. Here it is. Okay, um, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it here. I'm going to open it as soon as as soon as my browser lets me. And I got to wait for, of course, a uh, okay. It's not going. It's not going. It's not going to do it. Good. According to Fox News, and I and I I take this uh, network. And their page with a grain of salt after after the after what happened uh, in the press briefing and of course with Chris Wallace uh, two days ago. So take this and you decide, folks. White House advisor Hope Hicks has tested positive for COVID-19 after traveling with President Trump to a rally in Duluth, Minnesota. Hicks, who serves as counselor to the president traveled with him aboard Air Force One to Tuesday's Tuesday, try again, George, to Tuesday night's debate and to his rally in Minnesota the following day. 
She tested positive Thursday, according to an administration official who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss private health information. Uh, I'll reserve comment first until I'm done. The president takes the health and safety of himself and everyone who works in support of him and the American people very seriously, White House spokesman Judd Deere said in a statement. White House Operations collaborates with the physician to the president and the White House military office to ensure all plans and procedures incorporate current CDC guidelines and best practices for limiting COVID-19 exposure to the greatest extent possible, both on complex and when the president, when the president is traveling, Deere said. Hicks, one of the president's most trusted aides, previously served as White House communications director and rejoined the administration this year ahead of the election. Multiple White House staffers have tested positive for the virus, including Katie Miller, Vice President Mike Pence's press secretary, as well as one of the president's personal valets. Hicks is the closest aide to Trump to test positive so far. Now, I'm going to say something here, and this is why I'm very skeptical about this report. And I love the way these uh, journalists do, the way these networks do this. In the, in, the, in the paragraph where it says, she tested positive Thursday, according to an administration official who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss private health information. So that, that raises a flag with me. Whether it's Fox News, CNN, or MSNBC, it doesn't matter. That raises a, a flag for me because if Hope Hicks tested positive and she works for the president of the United States of America, she's a public figure. And if there is a risk to the president, the vice president, the first lady, the second lady, or anyone working in the White House, I think the American people, I, I firmly believe in my heart that the American people have a right to know who's telling this information. So speaking on condition of anonymity does not do anything for, for me. It just tells me that this may be the case. So I don't know. But Gunslinger... There's no mention here of a lockdown for the president, uh, from what I read. So, I don't know. I don't know if he's taken, uh, if he's going to do a 14-day self-quarantine or what the story for the president is at this point. And if we're going based on this, you got me. I don't know what to say. I just, I, yeah, I don't know what to say either. I mean, it's a 50-50. Why would they even bring it up if it wasn't even if it, it was if there was no basis to it, you know? So there'll be some, there may be some basis to it. I don't know what to what extent. I have no idea. But I, I just well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that it, that it may not actually be the case. But the only the only issue I have is you know how they, how some has some outlets go according to uh, according to a source according to a reliable source, and, and so forth. Well, who is the source? 
if they're willing to share the information, they should be willing to say who they are. You know? I don't know. You and would think so, public. but you know, you know how people are. You know, they're scared to open their mouths, you know, in public. Oh, I'm going to point the finger at you. I'm going to blackball you for the rest of your fucking life. It's happened. <laughs> Well, let's take it on the, on the assumption that this is this is a, this is the case. Okay, we'll take it on the assumption that this is this this is a reliable story. But given the source of the story, um, I, I'm, I remain fifty fifty on it. Only and, and only because of the source of the story, not the story itself. Um. My hope is that the president, his wife, the vice president, the second lady, you know, they're all taking the necessary precautions uh, to protect themselves. And as far as Hope Hicks is concerned, she was the, the campaign, she was part of the campaign in 2016. She was the one I spoke with. I actually spoke with her in regards to interviewing the President of the United States during, that, during the 2016 campaign. And she told me to contact back after the primaries. And I did. But I never got a response back at all. And that, and that to me is, you know, that to me bothered me. But if she tested positive for COVID, it's my hope that she is uh, quarantined away from the White House and so forth, and everyone is doing what they need to do to protect themselves, like I said. So, hmm. Now, I want to play that clip that I started to play when it was the wrong clip. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, the fact-checking of Biden's claims during the first presidential debate. So here goes nothing. Democrat presidential nominee Joe Biden slammed President Trump over national unrest, the coronavirus, and the economy. For fact-check on his arguments, here's One America's Christina Hallitson. Cleveland, Ohio hosts the first presidential debate with Democrat nominee Joe Biden trying to discredit President Trump's policies and the president himself. But while his arguments made use of mainly emotional appeals with direct addresses to viewers at home, a closer look shows that many that attempted to bring in evidence were just not true. On the economy, Biden accused the president of having failed in his work to secure stronger trade agreements for the U.S specifically highlighting the U.S.'s relationship with China. Take a look at what he's actually done. 
He's done very little. His trade deals are the same way. He talks about these great trade deals. You know, he talks about the art of the deal. China's made perfected the art of the steel. We have a higher deficit with China now than we did before. According to the Census Bureau, the trade deficit accounted for thus far in 2020 is not the highest the United States has ever seen. Through July, the deficit was $1.6 trillion. Under the Obama administration, during the same period of time in 2015, the trade deficit had already crossed $2 trillion, eventually hitting a record $3.67 trillion by the end of the year. The Democrat nominee also went on to claim the president's job-creating efforts would be for nothing, and Americans would face tougher unemployment after he left office than they saw before he took it. The fact is that he has, in fact, worked on this in a way that he's going to be the first president of the United States to leave office, having fewer jobs in his administration than when he became president. Fewer jobs than when he became president. First one in American history. Even if President Trump were to leave office in January, Biden's prediction cannot be reasonably made, as it improperly cites the Bureau of Labor Statistics analysis of current unemployment. First, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in its 2019 to 2020 job growth projection, said that due to the coronavirus, an accurate prediction could not be made. Secondly, even if such a prediction could be made, experts agree Biden is likely citing non-farm unemployment to make it, which excludes 20% of the workforce and is already beginning to recede back to pre-pandemic levels, dropping five points from April to August. Aside from fictitious numbers, Biden attempted to use the words of the president's advisors against him, and in doing so took former counselor to President Trump, Kellyanne Conway, out of context. And by the way, you know, his own former spokesperson said, you know, riots and chaos and violence help his cause. That's what this is all about. I don't know who said that. I do. Who? I think it, Kellyanne Conway. I don't think she said that. She said that. And so here's the, all right. well, here's the point. The point is that that's what he is keeps trying to rile everything up. He doesn't want to calm things down. Instead of going in and talking to people and saying, let's get everybody together, figure out how to deal with this. What's he do? He just pours gasoline in the fire. The comment Biden is attempting to cite came from a statement Conway made in August, where she said when people see, quote, chaos and anarchy and vandalism and violence reign, they want to choose the candidate who is better on public safety and law and order. A choice, she said, was, quote, very clear. Christina Howitson, One America News. And of course, as always, I'd like to acknowledge One America News as the source of the information that's, that, that we provide here for discussion. Uh, watching by way of Periscope.tv, Kat Ballou says, in regards to Hope Hicks, she probably infected others and went on to comment, Trump trade deals with China are dead. Uh, they certainly are because China cannot be trusted. I'm sorry. They just cannot be trusted. So, Gunslinger, you heard, uh, you heard, you heard the clip. What do you say? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it's interesting to see how this all going to play out. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, 
I, you know, you get these things, you hear these things every fucking day like this, and you really don't know what to make of it. I mean, you know, it's, I, if you go into Biden's world, okay, you see, he lies, you see how he lies, okay, about the trade deals and all this shit, and, and job numbers. There's a zillion more jobs now than before Trump took office in 2016, Okay. But he sits there and lies like a fucking dog. He sits there and lies that there's less jobs. Are you, do you not see what a dumb fuck Joe Biden is? And anybody that votes for this fucking fool is just as fucking dumb, if not dumber, okay? Because if he's willing to lie on that debate stage, what's he going to do if he happens to get in there as president? God forbid. Okay, he's going to lie to you like you have never been lied to before. Okay, there's your proof right there, and it's already started. Well, hell, he's lied all all the time. Hell, he's lied for 47 years. Okay, so that right there, his track record proves that he is not eligible or he's to be president of the United States of America. No doubt about it. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've often wondered... You know why? The, why this president puts up with such nonsense, and he shows a lot of restraint. He really does. He he shows restraint in his in his demeanor, which is a proof which is proof that he he's more presidential than Biden will ever think of being. And as far as Biden winning, given his. Uh, propensity to to lie and twist the facts and all that shit if the american people are wise they will not vote for this fool because he is proving time and again he cannot be trusted that he lies through his through his teeth and that in itself proves to me that he can that if he were pres- if he becomes president our country is doomed seriously I mean, look, I've seen presidential elections ad infinitum uh, since, uh, I was, since I was 10 years old, since the days of Nixon, to be more precise, when he resigned in office. He came close to impeachment, but he resigned before that could be accomplished. You had Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, Clinton, the two, the two, the father and son Bush. You end up with with um, what's his name, the the biggest bullshit artist in the on the planet, Obama. And what did we get for our troubles over the decades? We got when Democrats held the office. We got trouble. We had financial difficulties in this country, the likes of which, you know, should never have been seen. Before we became energy independent, as far as oil reserve, our own oil and everything, we depended so much on OPEC for decades. Thank God we don't depend on them anymore. It's truly been uh, because of the efforts of this president 
that this country has prospered the way it has. Prior to the, to the pandemic, the economy was booming, booming, and it's bouncing back. It's bouncing back. Now, a lot of people look at the stock market and say, well, how can the economy be booming if, if the stock market is, is showing more in the red than in the green? Well, here's the thing. The stock market has gone up and down through every presidency, through every economic problem and crises there is. In the 1970s, the United States suffered greatly through the energy crisis when we had odd and even gas lines. I can remember my father pissing and moaning like crazy because on days that he needed to get gas, he couldn't because his license plate did not match up to that day's uh, gas line requirement. And he was pissed. Now, granted, he was able to go to and from work and the next day be able to get gas, but, you know, he didn't want to run out of gas traveling to and from work, and he traveled quite a distance every single day that he worked. But, you know, it's, it, you, you fast forward to now, and, and the way this president has dealt with every single situation, everything that the mainstream media and the Democrats have thrown at him, thinking it would stick, has only slid right down the wall and down the drain. This is why I, I said before, and I'll say it again, the production company, the parent company of this broadcast, endorsed President Trump for re-election. Why? Because I believe President Trump has more to do, more positive things to do for this country than any Democrat could even remotely lie about doing. You know what I'm saying, Gun? Well, yeah. I mean, you're right. Uh, I don't, again, 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 what's it going to take? I have no idea, but, yeah. I mean, what you just said, she, she absolutely true. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, and uh, folks, just to um, to clarify something, uh, WFAA.com, uh, Gunslinger uh, uh, put this in the Mixler.com ch uh, chat room for this broadcast. President Trump in quarantine process after top aide gets COVID-19. All right, so he's in the process of, of quarantine, which, you know, I'm glad to see he's doing. Um The um, the story here um, reiterates what what was read before, but I will I will give you this information from WFAA.com, which states President Donald Trump says he and First Lady Melania Trump are beginning a quarantine process as they await coronavirus test results. After a top aide he spent substantial time with this week tested positive for COVID-19. Trump's comments came after he confirmed that Hope Hicks, one of his closest aides, had tested positive for the virus Thursday. Hicks began feeling mild symptoms during the plane ride home 
from a rally in Minnesota Wednesday evening. According to an administration official who spoke on condition of anonymity, here we go again, another anonymity thing. Well, I, I guess that, you know, they, they feel they have to do it that way. Oh, well. Uh, where was I? Uh, to, disclose, to disclose private information, she was quarantined away from others on the plane, and her diagnosis was confirmed Thursday, the person said. Trump tweeted late Thursday, the First Lady and I are awaiting our test results. In the meantime, we will begin our quarantine process. Uh, this is the tweet from Donald Trump. Hope Hicks, who has been working so hard without even taking a small break, has just tested positive for COVID-19. Terrible. First Lady and I are awaiting our test results. In the meantime, we, we, we will begin our quarantine process. Okay. Now, earlier during a call in an interview with Fox News Channel's Sean Hannity, Trump said, whether we quarantine or whether we have it, I don't know. I just want I just went for a test, and we will see what happens. Hicks, who serves as counselor to Trump, also traveled with Trump to the first presidential debate in Cleveland on Tuesday. She is the closest White House official to Trump to test positive for the virus so far. The positive test is yet another reminder that the the coronavirus continues to spread. Even as Trump has tried desperately to suggest it no longer poses a danger, Since it emerged earlier this year, Trump, the White House, and his campaign have played down the threat and refused to abide by basic public health guidelines, including those issued by his own administration, such as wearing masks in public and practicing social distancing. Instead, Trump has continued to hold campaign rallies that draw thousands of supporters. The virus has killed more than 200,000 Americans and infected more than 7 million worldwide. The White House had not responded earlier to multiple questions about the last time Trump was tested and whether he and other staffers who spent time with Hicks in recent days will be asked to quarantine. Trump traveled to New Jersey Thursday for a fundraiser and the White House sent out a schedule for Friday that includes an intelligence briefing, a phone call on COVID-19 support for vulnerable seniors, a fundraiser at his Washington, D.C. hotel, and other rally, and another rally in Stanford, Florida. Uh, Sanford, Florida, sorry. Trump is 74 years old, putting him at higher risk of serious complications from the virus. He said he, is, he expected to have the results back either Thursday night or Friday morning. In a statement, White House spokesman Judd Deere said the president takes the health and safety of himself and everyone who works, for, works in support of him and the American people very seriously. Now, of course, I, I read that from the previous article. Um, and I believe a lot of this comes from that same article, so I'm not going to go any further with that. But uh, he is in the process of self-quarantine, which uh, thank, thank goodness he is doing. Um, for both he and his wife. And um, uh, 
I can safely say without fear of contradiction. It's easy to see why this president is capable of handling things appropriately. All right. Now, earlier tonight, I made mention of the fact uh, that Chris Wallace, who moderated the first debate two days ago, um, was was it was a, quote unquote interviewed uh, by Bill Hemmer at at the network to which he works. When you, I want you to listen very carefully to this interview, this so-called interview, and listen to the way Wallace spoke. And you'll understand when I say, this is the reason why I don't trust Chris Wallace or his network anymore. I didn't trust Chris Wallace before I stopped trusting his network but now you'll understand why in just a moment. Chris Wallace, my guest now, and good afternoon to you. Nice to see you still standing. Uh, you know, I, I, I had just gotten over no. uh, the PTSD, and you put me right back into it Sorry there. about that. I'm going to take a few moments. Let's go over a couple things here, because I know you, and y you have a plan. At what point did that plan blow up? Good evening. <laughs> I mean, not a, a little bit after that. Here's, here's what happened. You know, we began the first segment on the Supreme Court. They each got their two minutes, and they both uh, obeyed in that particular case. Uh, then Biden started to answer a question, and the president started interrupting him. And my initial reaction was, this is great, because so often these debates become parallel news conferences where one candidate answers the question to him, the other candidate answers the question to him. So when the president started engaging with Biden, I thought, we're going to have a real debate here. It became clearer and clearer over time that this was something different and that uh, the president was determined to try to butt in and throw uh, Joe Biden off. Uh, you, you gave your statistics. I saw another Fox analysis that indicates the president interrupted either Biden's answers or my questions a total of 145 times, which is way more than one a minute. And, and he bears the primary responsibility for what happened on Tuesday. So he, here's what I'm curious about. In the moment, did you think to yourself, this is a mess? Or did you think I can get this back on track? Well, your, your initial thought is that the president is interrupting too often when I'm doing Fox News Sunday. My, my thought is when two people are talking, you can't hear either of them. So I kept trying to get the president uh, to, to stop and let Biden finish his answer and, and let them go back and forth. Uh, and, and then it kept escalating. So, you know, in the beginning, I was cajoling, uh, Mr. President, wait a minute, I'm going to ask a question that you, you're going to want to hear. Uh, I guess I did that twice. Uh, and then uh, I, I began being more forceful. And at a certain point, 45 minutes in, I called a, a halt to the debate and for a moment and said, you know, this really isn't serving America. And, and, and please stop the interruptions. And the president 
said, well, why don't you uh, admonish him? And I said, because you're doing a lot more of the interrupting, Mr. President. Biden was doing some, no question about it, but less than half as many times as the president. Well, was did. it your view that the, the president had more volume and you, you heard that more than perhaps Joe Biden? Uh, it, it, he certainly talked louder, but he also talked more often. I mean, as I say, the Fox News analysis 145 times. The frustration here, Bill, is this, that here, here was my debate book, and, and literally hundreds of man hours and woman hours between me and my researcher went in to try to prepare a serious, substantive debate and on so many issues, uh, Biden's tax and spending plans, uh, Trump's climate and environmental policies, you know, I, I was really hoping for the, for the debate that I think America wanted to see, which was a serious exchange of views. And, and you know, I felt like I had, had gotten together all of the ingredients. I had baked uh, uh, this beautiful, delicious cake. And then, frankly, the president put his foot in it. And uh, it, that was frustrating, because frustrating for me, because I tried hard to, to prepare for a serious debate much more frustrating and more importantly for the American people because they didn't get the debate they wanted and that they deserved. Uh, and I think that's, that's a loss for the country okay, I, because I, they didn't I, get to hear I, these two guys hear, nearly as much yeah. as I think they should have. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I've just got a few more here. Well, I've there been, you go. You uh, see, it's another interruption. <laughs> Counted. That's number one for Hemmer. Um, I've been watching the fallout, and it has been hot. And a lot of that criticism has been directed toward you whether it's the campaigns or the media or the voters, how do you respond to them two days later? Well, you know, I've gotten a lot of praise, and I also have gotten a lot of criticism. And, you know, I guess my answer is uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. If I had known that the debate was going to keep going this way, I guess I thought originally, as I say first, that the president was going to engage in a debate with, with Biden and let Biden answer so they could go back and forth. Uh, that, that was a misapprehension. Then I thought maybe the president's going to do this in the first segment, try to rattle Biden. When that didn't work, I thought, and I think he would have been well advised to pull back and let Biden talk more because Biden's answers weren't always great. In fact, sometimes uh, I think if the president had stepped back and let Biden give his answers, he could have been more effective in picking them apart. And it was only, you know, uh, 45 minutes in that I realized what a what a just a total mess and disservice this was to the country and to try to stop it. Do I wish I had stepped in earlier? Yes. But as I say, hindsight is 20. Yeah, you know, the president said at one point it's two on one. He felt like he was debating you and Joe Biden. Uh, others have suggested that Joe Biden didn't answer a lot of the questions that are in that notebook right there about the filibuster and in the Supreme Court. Have you gone back to look at well, he, he, he answered the question, but as I say, I think the president made a mistake because so often he would butt in and prevent Joe Biden from answering or not answering. Uh, I think he would have been well advised, and not that he needs my advice in the next two debates, let Biden answer, then you can pick uh, it up. I don't disagree with that. I, I compared uh, the analogy I drew was you know, Joe Biden was about to dive off a diving board into the pool and and the president pulled him back and kept him on dry land. Have you gone back to watch Tuesday night, or will you? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, um, it wasn't something that I wanted to revisit. I'll probably, look, it took me four years to rewatch the uh, Trump-Clinton debate from uh, 2016, which I very much enjoyed. Uh, 
uh, it, it, you know, and it still took me four years to look at it. I, this is going to take a while before I watch you know, Chris, this one again. But thanks to people like you, I'm seeing a lot of I'm, clips. I'm sorry, but and I, they I, remind I, me how awful it was. I saw you at midnight Tuesday night. I've been, I've been, I've been looking for the opportunity to get a more th thought out of you because uh, I thought it was a mess when we were in the middle of it. But listening to the clips again on Wednesday, I thought there was a lot of substance there. And frankly, there were a lot well, of issues out there. There was still a lot, as we say, a lot of chicken on the bone. Uh, there are questions and issues that need to be answered by both men still, with two debates remaining. Well, now, would you support? Absolutely. Uh, would you support changes I, no, in the I, rules I thought, or not? I thought. I well, quickly. I think that there was a lot of substance in the debate, and the fact that we're still talking about what the president said or failed to say about Prob Boys is interesting. What he said or, uh, about uh, the election going to the Supreme Court, Biden, who seemed to be at one point for the Green New Deal before he was against it. As far as the rules are concerned, you know, I certainly would like to see a more orderly debate. I'm just not sure that any of the possible changes, take just the, the one that's being talked out about most, uh, and, and that's the idea of cutting off mics. One, in this debate, they, they were only six, eight feet from each other. Even if you would cut off the president's mic, I guess you would still have heard it over Biden's. And in addition, the president still would have been disrupting and distracting Biden. And secondly, we're talking about the president of the United States and the Democratic nominee. You know, they say, well, we're going to give the moderator a button to, to mute them. Boy, I don't want to be in the position of saying, you know, I'm going to interpose myself between the president and the public and say, you can't hear what he has to say now. I think that's a pretty that's, tough spot it's pretty to put any moderator in. Uh, last question, town hall next in a little less than two weeks. Does it is it different this time, the next time? Well, I, I, if I had one piece of advice to give Steve Scully, who's going to be the moderator for that, I would say take the citizens, take the, the, the real people that are going to be there and use them as a shield. So if one, and look, maybe it'll be Biden interrupting Trump this time. If, if you feel it's unruly, say, look, these are real people with real problems. Let them ask their questions and let the other person answer their questions. So I would use the fact that you're talking to real people and it's not just two politicians and a journalist mm -hmm. uh, as, as an opportunity to try to keep some order. Thank you, Chris. Nice to see you. I get back to New York and they said, how was Cleveland? I said it was fine until, they, until the game started. Uh, <laughs> you have a good day. Appreciate your time and your thoughts. Today. Thank you. Chris Wall. I truly need something to settle my stomach because I feel like I want to barf. Chris Wallace, you are by far the biggest load of horse shit I've ever heard in my life. Okay? You were the second debater in that in that room, you weren't a moderator. You were a, you, you were de, you were debating the president, and if you try to tell people otherwise, like you just tried to do, you're full of shit. I cannot believe that anyone would would say he did a good job, but yet I've seen time and time again he was being condemned over the last two days for the way he ran that debate and what he did and what he did not do and so forth. Now, one of the things uh, that was brought up 
was the Proud Boys. Okay? Now, the Proud Boys, and I found this rather curious, they are... Uh, let me... Um, This come this comes from Wikipedia. Okay. The Proud Boys are a far right neo-fascist male-only organization with ties to white supremacists that promotes and engages in political violence. It is based in the United States and also has a presence in Canada. Somehow, I'm beginning to to wonder if maybe there is something to that. But I don't know. I just don't know. I, ha- I don't know enough about them to really formulate a, a real good opinion. As far as everything else that Chris Wallace said... Yeah, you stomped on the president's toes more than you more than you more a lot more than you did Biden's, and that interruption of a hundred and over a hundred times. No, it was less than that. So there's bullshit story right there. Gun. Well, yeah, I mean, he's obviously an idiot, and he was the third debater, yeah, definitely. Um, But, you know, I can see why Trump would, you know, Joe Biden is weak, okay? He's a weak little, he's a weak little shit, okay? So, probably what Trump was doing, one of his tactics, was trying to, you know, you know, trying to, it's like the, who's the dominant, okay? Well, you know, if if you're going to be a leader and you're going to be the leader of the most powerfulest country on the face of the fucking planet, you don't want to be over there going, whimpering, do you? No. You want to be assertive. You want to be there and you want to, you want to address the questions and you expect answers on the fly. Boom, boom, boom. Okay? You see how... Biden just mumbled and jumbled and went around in circles called circle circular logic. <laughs> Doesn't get you nowhere, okay? And that's what he was. That's what he did. He could not. He, well, you know, he can't think on his own two feet. And somebody said that uh, he's, he even had a wire or something on him. So if that's true, then somebody was telling him what to say, just like a teleprompter. So. The dude can't even think on his own two feet, okay? At least Trump can stand up there for 90 minutes multiple times a day and give speeches without no fucking teleprompter. He does it on the fly. Versus Trump, I mean, versus Biden, that he can't even, hell, he don't even know where he is half the time. So that right there ought to, ought to prove something to you, okay? And and for the him having something to mic or mute the uh, conversation, he got a point there. I wouldn't want to be between Trump and the public, and I'm the one, you know, muting the the mic. 
and it would probably work out too good. Yeah, I mean, what I would, if I were the moderator and I lost control of the debate, I would not kill one person's mic. I would shut off both mics and state to the to the to the two debate to the two candidates, the incumbent and the the, the Democratic nominee, gentlemen, I turned your mic off, your mics off because it is getting out of control. We need you, you need to to go in accordance with the rules of the debate, and. I would I would not only would I appreciate it, but I'm sure the American people would appreciate it if you showed a little more decorum than you're already showing. And admonish them both, not just one, but admonish them both. Make it keep it even handed. Don't be don't be uh, partisan and, and just uh, go after one and not the other. You know. But that's just me. I'm of the mindset that, personally, I would have let them just go at it. Because the more Trump went, the more Trump would have gone after Biden, the more Biden would have hemmed and hawed every step of the way. And he would have shown, he would have shown his true colors like he started doing through the debate. If you remember, he called Trump a clown, a racist a liar, even went so far as to tell him to shut up. He got so frustrated, he went, will you shut up? I mean, I'm sorry. You can't handle, you can't handle the truth? That's too bad for you, son. Let's see here. Now- you know, shut up. That means he was Biden's losing it. Okay, he can't he can't consciously get a proper answer to what Trump was saying. Okay, he's just blah, 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 blah. you know, it's like, well, shut just shut up. That's your typical response, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that was that was the typical response. For, for for someone who's losing a debate, you know, and 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 the frustration was showing on the part of Joe Biden, so much so that it was, it just spilled out. So all I can say is, God help Biden come the second debate. Oh, boy. And that's going to be a town hall format uh, on October 15th. So uh, Firefox News Online will do the same thing it did uh, as with the first debate. We will carry it live on the video platforms and on Mixler.com. We will not carry it on Blog Talk Radio uh, as... We are limited to only a certain amount of time there, and this way we have uh, all the time we need to present it accordingly. 
we also have, for those not on my Skype list, uh, the conference call number for you to use. It's a little tricky. I will grant you that, but it, it's it's fairly it's fairly simple. After uh, after you get the num after the number is given, and you dial in, you wait to be prompted, and then you dial the participant code. It's really that simple. Now, MRC TV has a um, has has a uh, has, has a thing called Reality Check, hosted by Brittany Hughes. And I like Brittany. I I think I think she's really something. You know, she she's 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 a class act. And in her latest reality check, she says, "Yes, Trump did denounce white supremacists again, but Nazis aren't destroying our cities." Hmm, interesting. So, let me open up my uh, open up Facebook over here so I can get to it without a lot of problems. And let's see now. Do that. Close that. And So here's Brittany Hughes and Reality Check from MRC-TV, and take a listen. Liberals are full steam ahead with fake news this week after Tuesday night's whatever that was. Now they're accusing President Donald Trump of refusing to denounce white supremacists because apparently it takes too much energy to come up with a new lie. Now, besides being factually untrue, this strikes me as a little bit funny. Because the last time I checked, it wasn't a bunch of hood-wearing bigots carrying white power signs who were burning down Minneapolis and Louisville and Portland and Seattle and Chicago and D.C. Let's take a look back, shall we? We'll call this 2020 a dumpster fire in review. did not refuse to denounce white supremacists Tuesday night. In fact, he told Fox News' Chris Wallace that, sure, he'd do that. Of course, you might not have heard him, what with both Wallace and Joe Biden screaming at him and all, but he said it. Here's that video. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right wing. So what are you, what are you, you, look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Now, I don't know about where you come from, but for me, sure, I'd be willing to do that isn't a refusal. Just like all the other times he's denounced white supremacists in the past that keep getting conveniently ignored. What are your views on the Ku Klux Klan and white supremacists? I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists. 
because they should be condemned totally. But hey, got to keep hammering that narrative, right? Of course, the question itself, though, implies that there are a whole bunch of violent neo-Nazis running around causing manic and mayhem. So much so that the president of the United States needs to take his time to emphatically disavow them repeatedly. So I can only assume what they're talking about is this. showing uh, different videos of violent actions by the people in these cities. That's why you're not hearing any comments. Just listening to the uh, screaming and all that should tell you the story, too. of these lunatics who are currently tearing up our country. Now, I know some of the clips are dark and most of these fools are wearing masks like a bunch of LARPers at a Dungeons and Dragons in the park, but seriously, anyone see any white supremacists in the mix? Where's the line of Hitler fans charging the police with baseball bats? I don't see any U-Hauls pulling up with boxes full of white hoods and flammable crosses. You? Please raise your hand if you're a business owner in any of these cities and a skinhead with a swastika tattoo looted your store and left you bleeding in the street. I'd like to hear from you because I haven't seen one. In fact, the only people I've seen who've been labeled white supremacists are the few folks who've showed up armed because the mayors of these fetid, rotten cesspools are too busy cowering in their mansions surrounded by cops and leaving innocent store owners to fend for themselves against the violent mob. But somehow, Donald Trump is supposed to condemn the countries like 14 neo-Nazis, who, as awful as they may be, aren't actually responsible for any of this crap. Meanwhile, over in Ambien land, Joe Biden isn't ever asked to disavow Black Lives Matter or Antifa, the ones who've been looting and burning and beating and murdering, and that's totally okay because, oh, Joe says Antifa are an idea, not an organization. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. Last time I checked ideas, don't take over entire city blocks of Seattle and assault business owners who don't give them cash. An idea doesn't throw Molotov cocktails and beer bottles at the cops and light federal courthouses on fire and burn down entire car dealerships. When was the last time you watched an idea jump on the hood of someone's vehicle and try to yank them out of the driver's seat in the middle of an intersection? And for that matter, when was the last time you saw a neo-Nazi do it? And by the by, if all of this insanity is being caused by white supremacists, why was Kamala Harris sending money to bail them out of jail? Why have the media kept ignoring the violence? Why does CNN keep calling it mostly peaceful? That's an awful lot of cover to provide for a bunch of white supremacists, guys. You would think if a bunch of skinheads had taken over our cities, you would have been paying a little bit more attention. But you're not. Because it's not white supremacists who've left our cities in ashes and people bleeding in the street. Liberals have. The left have shown themselves to be exactly what they are, a bunch of radical, violent, hateful Marxists who hate this country and any decent person living in it. But it's election time. 
So now they've got to create a fictitious boogeyman to pin all this destruction on so it doesn't come back to bite them in the butt at the polls. And the imaginary enemy is always the same. Some invisible white racists who are really the ones causing all the problems. And you know, the only thing that Donald Trump should denounce is that pathetic, bald-faced, laughably transparent lie. And that's your Reality Check America. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. Gunslinger, you heard what Brittany Hughes said, and I had to fast forward a little bit through the video portion of it because, again, all you heard was the screaming, the hollering, and so forth. Uh, but that even tells the story, too, of, of what's out there in, our, in some of these major cities. So, Gunslinger, based on what Brittany Hughes presented, your thoughts? Well, you know, I would say that she's spot on the money, okay? Uh, she told it like it is, okay? You can't sit there and argue with anything that she was talking about. I mean, you heard it for yourself. I mean, unless you got, you know, cobweb between your ears, uh, you you should understand what she's talking about. And in the background and all that, all that video, all the clips she played there. So, well, it is what it is. And that's exactly what she said, and that's exactly what it is. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that uh, this cowering in the corner, okay, and this is what I refer to it as, cowering in the corner by the liberal media, by the Democrats. You know, they're, they're cowering in the corner, hiding behind walls and things, and wearing blinders so that they don't have to see the reality that what they're saying, what they're spewing, is nothing but a bunch of outright fucking lies. Now, uh, every once in a once in a while, at night after I get off the broadcast, I'll go to one of my one of the uh, streaming channel streaming outlets that I that I that I use uh, for this broadcast. And I'll go to one of the channels that I happen to favorite. And one of those channels shows the multiple panels of different uh, streamers on the streets of Portland, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon, or Seattle, Washington, or wherever they happen to be showing at the time. And I don't see anybody wearing white sheets with cone hats on, carrying crosses and burning crosses. I don't see any of that. And I don't think anyone else has either. So if there is a bunch of neo-Nazi, skinhead, white supremacist assholes out there burning buildings, looting and rioting and all that shit, I'd like to know where they are. Where are they? They're not there. That's why Brittany, that's what Brittany said, and I agree with her 100%. They're not out there because that's just a, a narrative put out by the mainstream media and the Democrats to distract Deflect from the truth. It's as simple as that. So to the Democrats who keep spewing that bogus bullshit, to the mainstream media that keeps spewing that bogus bullshit, fuck you, you lying sacks of crap. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that somebody is... Full of bullshit. You know? 
Now, <clears throat> oh, go ahead. No, I just gonna say I agree. I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, these idiots that call themselves demo rats. You know, uh, you don't see any of the right side out there going out there and burning things down and doing all this these great and wonderful things. Okay, no, you don't, uh, because the right side doesn't do that kind of stuff. Okay. It's only your left side, Democrat, liberal, whack jobs, okay, that do this kind of stuff. They think that they live in a utopian society that, you know, there's no need for rules and there's no need for law and order and stuff like that. Well, you can't have that. You, you fucking crazy. You fucked in the head. You done got kicked in the head too many times by your goddamn mule. Probably your mama, I imagine. But it's just, it's amazing how these people think. You try to logically figure them out, and there is no way in fucking hell are you going to ever logically figure these dumb fucks out. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's it, you know, I, I, I stopped trying to figure them out a long time ago because there's no figuring them out. There's no logic to what they do. Um, there really isn't. Well, guess what? The Trump campaign calls out second debate moderator who, in te- who interned for Joe Biden and worked for Ted Kennedy. Yeah, ain't that some shit? So this moder- this, the, the second debate moderator worked for Joe Biden, interned for Joe Biden and worked for Ted Kennedy. Get this, everybody. President Trump's campaign is calling out C-SPAN anchor Steve Scully, who's moderating the second presidential debate, for his ties to former Vice President Joe Biden. Alleged former Vice President, I may add. Steve Scully, who serves as a host for C-SPAN's Washington Journal, interned for Biden after coming to Washington as a student according to Marie Claire. He later worked as a staff assistant for the late Senator Ted Kennedy, Democrat from Massachusetts, a Democratic icon who was honored at the party's 2012 convention. On Thursday, his tweets resurfaced, containing a photo of him with Biden. Gotta love the at VP at the Biden Beach Bash 16. It read, Trump campaign advisor Jason Miller tweeted in response, don't forget to change before the debate, fellas. C-SPAN and the Commission on Presidential Debates did not respond to any media comments, any media requests for comment. Excuse me. He also previously tweeted a New York Times op-ed titled, No, Not Trump, Not Ever. In it, the Times' David Brooks concludes, Trump's supporters deserve respect. They are left out of this economy. But Trump himself? No, not Trump, not ever. Scully's past provoked criticism from some and concerns about 
potential bias at the debate, which is scheduled for October 15th. How is this even possible? Dan Gaynor, vice president of the Conservative Media Research Center, uh, had asked. Now, when they picked the moderator, did they try to ensure that it would be biased to benefit Biden? This is the equivalent of giving the Democrats home field advantage. At the beginning of September, Scully did an interview with, in which he committed to being fair across the board. He said his training as a backup moderator in 2016 helped him prepare for his role this election. Scully's debate will be a town hall format at the Center for the Performing Arts in Miami, Florida. The town hall meeting is unique because it's really more of a facilitator role, but to listen carefully, to follow up, to make sure that the president, that Joe Biden, follow the rules. That they don't filibuster, he said. Excuse me, I need to... uh, Try and... Excuse me. Having trouble clearing my throat here, folks. I apologize. Um, And my hope really is that we're going to ask very direct questions and we're going to push for very direct answers and to make sure it's fair across the board. After graduating from American University, Scully received his master's degree in journalism from Northwestern University's Medill School Medill School, sorry, of journalism in 1985. According to his George Try again, George. According to his George Washington University bio, Scully has spent decades at C-SPAN managing election coverage since 1982. Excuse me, 1992. My apologies. The program he anchors on Sundays features interviews with high-profile interviews while taking calls from viewers across the political spectrum. His colleagues in the White House press corps voted to give him a spot as president of the White House Correspondents Association from 2006 to 2007. Um, okay, let, let me... Let me I, I, no. Fuck no. <laughs> a thousand times fuck no. This guy interned for Biden, worked for Ted Kennedy, both liberals. Do you not see an inherent uh, possibility, real possibility of more bias against President Trump in the second debate coming up? I certainly do. What do you say, Gunn? Well, yeah, I'd say I would say more, you know, bias. There's no doubt about that, because unless you get somebody else out there that does that's not associated with any of the media, and let them moderate, okay, I think it'd be a lot more fair. But you get these these idiots in there that are lean the lean to the left more than any place else. They probably walk left-sided, you know, leaning to the left. Uh, you're not gonna get a you're not gonna get a fair moderator in there, okay? Because they're gonna be biased. You just said it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, and that and that's the trouble with this. I mean, 
Steve Scully inter- interned with Biden, worked for Kennedy. I mean, it would be very easy to say that this man has liberal leanings very strongly. Um, I don't think this guy is is, is the, the right man for the job. I truly don't believe he, ha- he has the best interests of the American people in, in, in mind to, do, to moderate this debate fairly down the middle. Now, if he does, I'd be very surprised. I truly would be. There is, you know, there's, see, I've never, I don't, I, I've never moderated a debate. So I don't know what it's like, okay? And, and that's obvious. Uh, I've never actually been in a debate, although sometimes we've de- I've gotten into, I guess, a form of debate here on this broadcast over the years with many of, my, uh, many of the people that have called in. Um, and, of course, you know, Gunslinger and I over the years have debated different topics and different issues back and forth. And, you know, that's debating the topics, though. Debating, debating to win an election is a huge difference. Okay? It really is. Um, for me, personally, as someone watching these debates, never mind carrying them live on my, on my Internet broadcast, but just being an American citizen, a voter, watching these debates, what I'm watching for is not only uh, genuine answers from the two uh, candidates, but I'm looking for the, for the moderator to actually call it down the middle. Much in the same way you would want, say, a referee at a boxing match to referee the, you know, the boxing match right down the middle. Okay? So my, my best guess, and again, this is just a guess on my part, is that in order to avoid any kind of accusation of bias, Steve Scully is going to, have to, going to have to prove that he can be unbiased. I don't see that happening, though. Because of his connection and ties to the late Senator Ted Kennedy, because of his ties to Joe Biden. Okay? Now... I'm going to show a picture here in just a moment, but I want to I want to stick a link to it in the chat room so Gunslinger can see what I'm talking about, and I'll put it up on the screen in just a moment. Uh, this is a um, this is a um, photo, the photograph that they were talking about of Steve Scully with Joe Biden, and I don't know why this is not why this got messed up the way it did. Bear with me, folks. I'm trying to fix... Come on. Get it in there.
there. I don't know why this, why, why, why my uh, setup was messed up the way it was just now, but I had to painstakingly fix it. Doing things on the fly in a live broadcast, <laughs> never fun. But here's the picture in question. To the left, of course, is the alleged former vice president, Joe Biden, and on the right, Steve Scully. And you look at Steve Scully. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be a good moderator. He's going to be non-biased. Sure he is. I don't think so. That to me speaks volumes. It really does. I mean, you look at this guy and it's like uh he's got 100% pure liberal written all over him. He really does. Gun, I don't know if you took a look at that picture or not, but uh, if you did, does it, is my assessment uh, anywhere as near, is my assessment off in any way, or, you know, did I, am I calling it like I see it? You know? I'm looking, I'm looking at the picture now, yeah. Looks like you call it. It's always like you see it. You can't. Uh, you can't argue with that. Picture's worth a thousand words, isn't it? <laughs> Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and you know something. I'd like to know who who actually picked these moderators. Who decided? Was it the Commission on Presidential Debates, or what? Now, we hear the mention of the Commission on Presidential Debates. Let me see. Now, this is there. The website for this is uh, debates.org. That's debates.org. Okay? So, um, let me see here. Okay. Now, they were supposed to update the debate rules. And a lot of these uh, places are, a lot of the media sites are are talking about the the, uh, debate rules also. So I don't know. Now, one question that comes to mind, and it's raised here in front of me, does the incumbent president have to debate? That's a question I've often wondered myself. Well, according to this, since 1980, the Republican Party of the United States has held debates between candidates for the the Republican nomination in presidential elections. 
during the primary election season. Party, pres- party presidential debates are typically not held when an incumbent president is running for a second term. Okay, that that didn't that, that that's not the answer I would I would have been looking for. Now, who was the last incumbent president to lose an election? You're going to find this rather curious. The last incumbent president to lose an election in the United States was George H.W. Bush. George H.W. Bush was the last one to lose re-election, uh, to lose an election as an incumbent president. So, Gunslinger, what, what, what I'm trying to wrap my head around here is, and, and this is, um, it's really very strange um, I'm trying to track down the information, and they're making it's a lot of these. A lot of this is very difficult to track down. As far as the actual rules, and especially since they've updated the rules, and it seems like very few places are talking about it. They're considering they're considering rule changes, but. Nothing substantive has been put out yet that, that I can see. So, if I look at this website, and I'm going to put this up on the screen, folks. I want you to see the, pay, the site that I'm looking at, okay, because this, to me, is probably uh, probably the, the biggest question that, that will come to anyone's mind, I think, at this point, given what happened with this first debate. Now, here you see behind me... Uh, over my over my shoulder here, the uh, the Commission on Presidential Debates website. Now, uh, it, it offers uh, it, it, it. You have the about page of what the commission is all about. Um, there's news. In, there's news on the on the site. Uh, you have Debate Watch, which they even ask if you. They even they, there's even a, a tab here that says host a debate. Try again, George. Host a debate watch. I have no idea what that is. To do that. But they also I, I just clicked on um, on 2020 debate programs, and the only one showing. On the, after that tab is, of course, the one that just uh, just happened uh, on September 29th. So, going to the transcripts, 
They have not set up the transcripts for any of the debate, for the first debate between Biden and Trump. I wonder why it's, why should it take this long? Why, why, how hard can it be to uh, put a transcript out? If they're supposed to be so good at this. Uh, There's even uh, some citizen resources that are listed on the, on this page. So a lot, I, I don't even, I, I don't know where the rules are. Because it doesn't offer anything to show the rules of the debates. So this is, it's, it's very difficult to, to know where this Commission on Presidential Debates sits and what their rules are. And, and it's to me, it's 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 really very strange. Um, while I wait, Gunslinger to return, he had to step away for a moment. Um, I want to, if I can, if I can get to it, that is. St. Louis sees a record-breaking number of ho- in the homicide rate. Okay. Now, according to One American News, and I'm quoting them as the source, St. Louis, Missouri, is seeing a historic rate of homicide with 68 homicides for every 100,000 residents so far. As of this week, the city has reached its highest rate since 1993, with Criminologists predicting the crime rate will break that record by the end of the year. Officials suspect this is largely due to high rates of joblessness and poverty exacerbating. Let me try that again. Exacerbated by the ongoing pandemic and release of jail inmates. However, Law enforcement authorities have said the federal, ju- the federal Justice Department's Operation Legend has helped over the past six weeks as violent crimes have reportedly been on the rise in various Democrat-led cities this summer. The operation came to St. Louis with support from city officials and has so far resulted in 33 homicide arrests. <clears throat> Major Sean Dace commander of the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Bureau of Investigation said they are very essential in locating these subjects wanted for homicide. So it's been successful. That's a huge amount of police work in the last six weeks. Local law enforcement officials said police are working hard to quell the violence and are hoping for more support from the community. So with the homicide rate in St. Louis, Missouri, on the rise, it's not just St. Louis, but I, I think there's, without having seen the stats, uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet that even New York City has had an increase in the homicide rate. Uh, I don't know. I will look into that and have something more substantive, hopefully for you, on the Monday edition uh, next week. But... To 
put it succinctly, the rising, the the rising, boy, I'm doing good tonight, folks. The rise in the homicide rate just in St. Louis, Missouri alone, uh, from what they've said here, truly is uh, disturbing. And I'll read that first paragraph where it talks about it again. Okay? They've, they're seeing a... a, a boy, oh boy, oh boy. Let me try one more time here. <laughs> and you know what it is? I'm getting tired. I don't know why, but I am. That's a shame, really. But Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri is seeing a historic rate For those of you who um, who were listening on Blog Talk Radio, I apologize. Somehow, I lost my connection to Blog Talk Radio, and I don't know why that happened. It all of a sudden just dropped out of the clear blue. But we are back on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, for the the slight audio delay in me saying anything because I was trying to reconnect to BTR as quickly as possible because that is the, uh, that's my original broadcast location from when I started over 12 years ago. And I, I have their, their call-in number as a dedicated number to call in with when I'm on the air normally. So, again, my apologies to everyone listening on Blog Talk Radio for the uh, disruption. Hopefully... Uh, we will not get disrupted again because that's 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 a little disturbing and embarrassing all at the same time. And thankfully, I did not lose uh, Gunslinger on the line. Uh, I was able to get back relatively quickly. So, as I was saying, <clears throat> uh, the homicide rate has reached a historic level in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, with 68 homicides for every 100,000 residents thus far. Okay? Now, according to this, the city has reached its highest rate since 1993, and criminologists are predicting the crime rate will break that record by the end of the year. Now, that that should scare the fuck out of anybody. That is a, that is a very disgusting thing to have to even think about. Now, uh, law enforcement authorities uh, have said that the Federal Justice Department's uh, Operation Legend has helped in the past six weeks uh, as violent crimes have reportedly been on the rise in various Democrat-led cities over the summer. Now, Operation Legend Came, went to St. Louis with support from the city officials and has so far resulted in 33 homicide arrests. Now, the reason I, I, I read those paragraphs again is because I want you to understand 68 homicides for every 100,000 residents 
I mean, that may not sound like much, but one homicide is one homicide too many. Okay, and, and, and sadly, no homicides would be a great number to look at. But that's wishful thinking because there are bad people out there that are willing to do bad things, including and not limited to killing people. All right? But this Operation Legend has resulted in 33 homicide-related arrests. So out of those 68 homicides, 33 people were arrested. Now, that's, that, that's, that to me is, is good news, that 33 killers are off the street once again. But I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that if, they, if a lot of these criminals were not released from prison because of the COVID-19 business, I firmly believe that if these criminals had stayed in jail, the possibility, and I say the possibility, I'm not saying this would have been the case or would be the case, but those 68 homicides might not have happened, or you might have had far less homicides than is currently being reported. But, again, I state the obvious. I state the obvious because I disagree with releasing criminals from jail solely because of the coronavirus pandemic. Okay? That, to me, is, a, is one of the biggest mistakes that, has been, that is out there right now. Because whether they're in the prison or they're on the streets, they still risk spreading COVID-19 if they're infected. Kind of makes sense to you know to look at it that way, doesn't it, Gunslinger? Uh, I know you. I think you just got back uh, in the last few minutes, and you probably heard what I just said. So, um, St. Louis, Missouri, seeing a historic rate of 68 homicides for every 100,000 residents, 33 homicide arrests as a result of Operation Legend. Is is what I said just now? an unreasonable statement to make. I mean, to keep these, these criminals where they belong in jail and, and not release them on, onto our streets only because of the, the coronavirus. Well, <laughs> that is, no, you're right. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what, whether you got Cronus or not, okay, you could have a little Lyme disease with it too. Who cares? Um, if you're going, you're going to be out in there. You're going to go back to your old ways of criminality. That's why you're a fucking criminal. Um, so you got you got to have a double shot. If you're if you was infected in the jail, then you're going to go outside and you're going to infect more people. You think these criminals care? They really don't give a fuck, okay? They got one goal on their mind, and that is to rob, rape, and pillage, okay? That's why they're a criminal. That's why we have guns. That's why the people, the law-abiding citizens, have guns to shoot these people, <laughs> which they deserve, okay? Um, so it's, 
Yeah, they should be. They should be locked up. They should be kept up. I mean, we're, we th- we damn sure don't want them out here in society, do you? Where they go out there and do their shit all over again. I mean, it's just it's insanity. But look who's running the insane asylum. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, Gunslinger, I have to disconnect from Blog Talk Radio for just, again, and call back in because uh, your audio came in. I heard you fine as far as what you were saying. I, I heard every word, but it was a, it, but it was kind of choppy. So let me call back into Blog Talk Radio as fast as I can. Stand by. All right. It took me a couple of attempts to finally get a clear line, but I think I got it. Gunslinger? Yeah, I'm here. Test, test. One, two, three. Is that clear? Bingo. That's better. (sighs) Nothing like live Internet broadcasting, folks. (laughs) Anything can happen. It's a terrible thing, too. But, you know, I, I, we, we're seeing a rise in the uh, homicide rate in St. Louis. We're seeing violent crimes in general on the rise in many of these major cities uh, where the rioting is taking place. And the Democrats are slow to denounce the violence. They won't even denounce Antifa and BLM for their violent methods. And after what Joe Biden said Tuesday, calling Antifa an idea, hold the phone here. Back the bus up, Gus. Let's see. It was um, Jerry Nadler a few weeks ago who was confronted about Antifa, and he said, Antifa is a myth. Really? Antifa's a myth. Antifa's an idea. They're the ones out there, they and their followers are out there, the ones, are the ones that are rioting, looting, pillaging, plundering, and otherwise committing violent acts of, uh, of crim- criminality and the Democrats, it's, it, it, at least in, in my opinion, are refusing to honestly denounce Antifa and BLM for their violence. Okay? And here's, what, here, here's the, the biggest kicker of all. They'll attack the president saying that he refuses to denounce white supremacists and all this shit. But they are even worse. It's like it's like that saying. Every time you point the finger, you got three pointing back. Well, that's what the Democrats have. They're pointing that finger, and they've got three pointing back, but they aren't paying no mind to the three fingers pointing back. I mean, Gunslinger, what 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 is what is this their strategy to call the president names to accuse him of lying? And, and accuse him of 
repeatedly de- uh, refusing to denounce white supremacists when he has on multiple occasions. I mean, is this the stra- if this is the strategy of the Democrats? I mean, th- to me, it makes no sense. Go ahead. Well, it makes sense if you're a Democrat because that's what they're doing. <laughs> okay, that's exactly what they're doing. Right? So, is it some type of strategy? Uh, well, it's a very stupid strategy because it ain't working. Okay, and if you can't see that it ain't working, then maybe you need to go clean your glasses or something because obviously it is not working. Uh, everything that they try to um, to do everything they've done, all this impeachment bullshit, all this other crap. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. Well, hell, you could write a book on it by now. Okay, has really done done nothing. Okay, it just made it just make them look more stupid and stupid and stupid every time they pull some some shit like this. Okay, and you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's very it, it's very interesting that well, Trump comes out on top every time. And like I said earlier, it, it, it empowers them even more, okay? Because the people who are realizing, man, them fucking people over there are fucking stupid. Trying to goddamn do all this shit to this man that's done more for this country than basically any president in history, okay? Uh, and this is this is the way he's treated it, okay? I'd I nominate him for three or four more uh, Nobel Peace Prizes for just for what he's done in the United States, okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's 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 ironic that um you know that that <clears throat> the mentality of the Democrats is twofold. It's twofold. One one part of it is don't do as I do, do as I tell you. The other part, the second part of that is we we're we can lie, cheat, steal, and get away with all of the things that we're accusing the President Trump of, and you can't say you can't prove that we've that we've done it. But there's a problem with that second theory, that second idea. Everything they've tried to accuse the president of has blown up in their face. You know what I'm saying? It's blown up in their face. <clears throat> well, yeah, it definitely is blown up in their face. You know, there ain't no doubt about that. Um, I don't know. It just they just keep going and going, and they just it just keeps blowing up and blowing up and blowing up. Okay, you think if you had a had a had a spare tire blow up in your face a number of times, I think you'd stop blowing on that son of a bitch, wouldn't you? <laughs> At least I would. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. these people are just—I guess they like pain. I guess—I guess they like to be embarrassed and and to be looked at like a fucking jackass. Okay, um, <laughs> that's the only thing that I can figure, and the hatred for the president. Okay, so in combination with all that. Look at where they're heading. I mean, obviously, you know, Sleepy Joe and Camel Toe is going to lose. There's no doubt about that because they were born losers. Okay, uh, 
Trump was born a winner. Okay, he wins. He doesn't like the word lose. Okay, uh, so and that's that's a great leader. I mean, you wouldn't want a, a pansy for a, oh we had one for, for eight years. Oh gee whiz, wow. There's there's you go. There's your proof right there. It's like night and day. Go ahead. I have been. Whoa, you okay, bud? Oh yeah, 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 good. What the heck happened? Oh no, that my my foot just went to sleep. <laughs> I know that feeling very well. Every so often, when I ha- when my when my legs stiffen up, I, I you'll people will see me on the video feeds uh, switch to the slide view. Um, if I'm not getting a cup of coffee, it's because I got to stand up and walk around because my legs tend to get stiffened up. You know, I've got arthritic knees, and I have to walk around a little bit. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna have trouble getting out of this chair that I'm sitting in. And we can't have that. No, 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 no. But you know, Gunslinger, I wanna I wanna take us back to 2016, to the presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, then candidate Trump, okay? And I want to take us back there and then look at what happened Tuesday. And I want to, I want to get a, I want you to give me your, your, your honest assessment between the, the, those two very presidential debates, Okay. How, in in your in your opinion, how did President Trump fare? Was President Trump on par with twenty with the way he handled things in twenty sixteen, or did he or did he kind of not quite get to that level? But he was he was at least ninety five percent spot on. Where where do you see the difference between the two debates? And, and, and is what I'm really looking at. Well, you're, 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 whether it was 2016 or now, you're 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 you were de- debating idiots, okay? Then you were debating, uh, you know, at the last there, uh, Comrade Clinton, okay? Uh, now you're debating another comrade, you know, Sleepy Joe. So yeah, I mean. It's not too much different because of the mentality of the people that you are debating against. Knowing those two. <laughs> Boy, knowing those two. And in 2016, they were falling like flies. Okay. You know, all these people that were supposedly wanting to run, you know, like butt plug and, and all these other crazy nuts that wants your guns and wants your kids and wants your trees and all this shit. Okay. <laughs> Oh wow! This is really a easier run than 2016 because you're not having so many people lining up thinking that they're going to beat Trump because everybody else now has dropped out. But just did them two, and even then it wasn't a whole lot. Not what I like 2016, you know. So what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, I think that's at least 98 percent. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think. Um... I think he was at least within within uh, margin of error ninety eight 
at least 98% on par with the way he handled things in 2016. Uh, the difference, though, it, the reason I say 98% and not 100% is because of the difference in the two people that he debated at, uh, between then and now. Um, I think what, what has to happen for the second debate is Trump needs to, to reevaluate his, the way he handled things in the first one. Look at the fact that this is going to be a town hall-style debate coming up on October 15th, and then take into consideration the fact that, yes, there is a historic opportunity in a town hall because now you can, you can speak a little bit more freely than before, but this time... Unless, unless, unless it's some, he says something that is outright fictitious, unless it's an outright lie that I can nail him on, let him hang himself. Let him bury himself in the backyard with his lies and his, and his hearsays and innuendos. And if he brings up, the white, the let me try that again. Not denouncing white supremacists and all this shit. If he bring, if if Biden brings up the economy, whatever the whatever is brought before them, if Biden tries to say anything that's that even remotely sounds like a lie, wait patiently, give him a chance to to throw out the bullshit, and then bounce back with facts. Hit them hard with facts galore. You know, he he's he's he, Biden. Either it was Biden or one, another Democrat had said at, at one point during the last couple of weeks, in regards to Trump's um, job numbers. I think it was Biden. I'm pretty sure it was Biden. Uh, that they had better job numbers under Obama, under he and Obama, than Trump has. And that was proven to be false, blatantly false, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see what October 15th presents. But before that happens, okay, uh, you're going to, we have the debate coming up uh, – we have, we have the debate – that's coming up on October 7th between Vice President uh, Mike Pence and the Democratic Vice Presidential nominee Kamala Harris. Now, it would be interesting to see how, how, how this debate fares. It's truly going to be interesting because I don't see Kamala Harris faring very well. I truly do not see him faring very well. I mean, look at Clinton's um, vice presidential nominee pick, uh, Kane. He did not fare well against Mike Pence either. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be truly interesting to see what happens on October seventh. And again, Firefox News Online will carry the vice presidential debate as well. Uh, that debate will take place at the Case Western Reserve University. And, oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong information. My apologies. It's October 7th at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Utah. 
Um, as we get closer to the 7th, I will have the start time for that, and of course we will try to start at least at least half an hour before the debate. I'm, I'm not going to start it an hour before the debate because uh, I want to try and limit you know, the amount of time that, that, that I'm in front of the camera uh, for that. And believe it or not, I'm actually going, I'm actually saying that if you don't think I'm, if you think I'm kidding, I'm not kidding uh, because it's about the debate. It's not about me. Thank God. Or about me, you'd all be sitting there going, Yawn. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so the pres- the vice presidential debate at the University of Sa- at the University of Utah, Salt Lake City, on October seventh. The second presidential debate will be held at the Adrian Arst uh, Center for the Performing Arts in Miami, Florida, and the last presidential debate will be October twenty second at the Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. All debates will be carried by Firefox News online. Um, so let me see here. We have just about under nine minutes remaining in this broadcast. So let me see. What if if oh I didn't know what I wanted to do. I hit the wrong I hit the wrong one. I want to take a quick look at CNN and MSNBC and see what kind of bullshit they're pulling up at this at this point in time. And of course, you're gonna love the way I present this because I'm gonna do it with a little bit of sarcasm at times. Wait a minute, I do that anyway. All right. According, here's what some of MSNBC is putting out there. Joy Reid from the readout. Donald Trump's message is straight shot, no chaser, straight to the veins, racism. See, here we go again, pushing the, the pushing the race card. Yamichi. Alcindor, White House struggles with what should be a simple denunciation of white supremacy. See, they're they're pushing they're pushing that that narrative, and it's retarded. I'm sorry, it's just fucking insane. But they do have the breaking news regarding Hope Hicks. It says Hope Hicks showed symptoms around the time of Minnesota rally before testing positive for coronavirus. Uh, I don't think that's quite accurate. But then again, we're talking about MSNBC. Well, let's see. What else? Oh, Representative Ilhan Omar responds to Trump insults. People are terrified. Right. Representative Schiff's Advice to combat Trump, Russian election interference, vote. See, they're pushing this all this narrative bullshit. That's MSNBC. Now check out checking out CNN. 
Secretly recorded tapes show Melania Trump's frustration at criticism for family separation policy and her bashing of Christmas decorations. Oh, brother. What a line of crap. Secret Melania Trump recordings. Who gives a fuck about Christmas stuff? Bullshit. Trump condemns all white supremacists after refusing to do so at presidential debate. No, he did not refuse. What a crock. See, they're twisting everything. This is what CNN and MSNBC does. Why do people even bother paying attention to these networks? That would be a good question. Uh, maybe they do that because they want their ratings. You know, because the more ratings they got, the more advertising, the more money they make. So, well, yeah. But I, you know, it's kind of stupid to pay attention to that crap like that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean. For people to watch CNN or MSNBC, they're being brainwashed by liberal propaganda. And I challenge CNN and MSNBC, I challenge you to prove me wrong on the following statement, that you have manipulated stories, interjected opinions, and made them sound like it was part of the story. Prove me wrong. I don't think you can. The same goes for you, Fox News, since you're going the liberal direction these days. I don't know, Gun. I've I've all but given up hope of seeing a news outlet other than One American News actually be honest and straightforward. You know, but it is what it is, I'm afraid. So before we um, before we blaze a trail here, uh, any final thoughts uh, from you, my friend? Well, you know, it's just a regular, regular deal there, you know, always look between the lines, okay, you don't have to look far when you're listening to Sleepy Joe to see his hypocritical bullshit, lying shit. I mean, you could clearly see who was the winner of of this debate, okay? And you can, I can see who's going to be the winner of next debate, too, because he is standing on nothing. Joe Biden is standing on nothing. Trump has all the cards, okay? He's a Trump card, no doubt. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I see President Trump faring a lot better in the second debate. You know, the, the first presidential debate is always, you know, the rough patch. It is. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that President Trump did great, but I'm not going to say he did lousy either. He did really, really good. Just a hair under great. And the reason I say that, that 
folks, is because, you know, the first presidential debate always proves to be the um, the kind of feeling out process, finding your footing as as to how you will re, you will respond come the next debate. Okay. And if there's any truth to the to the state to to the comments uh, that Gunslinger brought up that Joe Biden was wearing a wire, that's cheating. He agreed to be to be checked for a wire and all that shit, and then all of a sudden he he said uh, no to that, and that that raises the, the the question of if he said no, did he actually have an earpiece in his ear? So I don't know what to tell you, folks. I really don't know what to tell you, but be sure to check Facebook.com slash F-F-N-O-I-B-N. That's Facebook.com slash F-F-N-O-I-B-N. And, uh, of course, uh, Firefox News Online will carry the vice presidential and the other two presidential debates on the video platforms and Mixler.com. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great weekend, everybody. And if there's any breaking news and I'm able to get to it quick enough, I'll bring it to you via the video platforms. Until then, y'all be good. If you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask, as always. And with that, it's time to do the outro thing. Of course, I can get the... There you go. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020, always reserved. Send your comments to us by writing comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to share with us, send them to wereport at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's wereport at firefoxnewsonline.com. And be sure to check facebook.com slash ffnoibn. That's facebook.com slash ffnoibn for the links to the live broadcasts of Firefox News Online on the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Be sure to use hashtag FFNOP, that's hashtag FFNOP, to trend this broadcast and all Firefox News Online broadcasts globally on social media. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition. So let it be written. So let it be done.